Hey, what is going on guys? DK. Back at you with another video here to break down the nine game NBA main slate on Wednesday. Before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, first time watching, welcome. My name is DK. I make daily videos and live stream for NBA and NFL slates on DraftKings. Make videos for NBA Top Shot, NFL All Day. And for prize specs, had a pretty good day on prize specs. If you guys watch my video uh, today, I'll have another one up probably early tomorrow. Um, if you're unable to watch these YouTube videos, I do upload an Apple podcast. Link is down below. It is called the DK DFS show. And if you have an extra minute out of your day, if you could leave a five-star rating and review, would really, really help me out, guys. Every single rating review just boosts me up in the Apple podcast rankings, allows for more people to, uh, you know, to see my content. Um, if you guys are interested in signing up for premium content, I do offer that on patreon.com, NFL, and an NBA package. And for this month, um, I'm giving everyone esports for free if you want to try that out. So again, more info down below. And the sponsor of the first half of this video, guys, is Roast Umber. If you are a coffee lover, guys, you got to give it a try. Um, I am addicted to Roast Umber. Amazing stuff. Um, they have coffee decaf and my, again, personal favorite, the Nitro. Um, but uh, you can use my code DKDFS for 20% off your order. Um, so yeah, give it a try, guys. Use my code. Would greatly, greatly appreciate that. Okay, so before we get into players and the prices for this nine-game slate, let's look back my lineup here from tonight. So uh, queue up the It's Been 84 Years GIF of the, um, the old lady from the Titanic. Finally cashed. Right? Finally, and we got to go over a couple things here. Number one, if Jonas, if low-owned, extremely low-owned Jonas Valanciunas just had a decent game, I would be a millionaire tonight. But no, floor game for JV and a smash bot at no ownership. And, and here's the other one. So, I got back, I was, um doing some laundry uh, in my apartment downstairs. I come back up to my room and I'm checking. I see Gary Payton only played five minutes in the first half. I'm looking at this. I'm like, are we, did I seriously get Steve Kerr in a nine man rotation? So I start tilting and I realize, oh, he picked up three fouls in five minutes. So you might think, oh, wow, DK, that is just insanely unlucky. Like there's, that is just the worst luck ever. Like, I cannot believe it. Um, you know, that is just uh, insane. You might think, oh, you know, it's, it's just that. No, no, no. So, Gary Payton st actually stayed out of foul trouble the second half. Was absolutely smashing there. Rolls an ankle. To the locker room and done for the game. Three fouls in the first half, injured. To extremely bail out the faders, that was so, so tilting. So, yeah, just an average game from JV and no random foul trouble and injury for Gary Payton. I could have been, again, a millionaire. But um, going over the rest of my lineup, Spencer Dinwiddie. So he started the game 0 of 13 shooting. Um, he ended up uh, having a decent game, but if he had a, if he had a half-decent shooting game, he would have... Uh, Probably gone for 40-plus at least, I would say. Uh, Jordan Poole is an absolute smash. I'm kind of surprised 20% of the field faded him. Uh, Damian Lee also was a smash. You know, 
Small forwarders is so gross. So I wasn't super excited about playing Damian Lee, but it just kind of what fit for my lineup, and he ended up going off. Um, and I know some of you are surprised here. I was a Kuzma drooler. I was, right, because there's no bad deal. And I was a little bit surprised he was only 28% owned. Um, so yeah, Kuzma went absolutely off. 51 fancy points. Again, we went over Gary Payton and JV. Giannis Antetokounmpo, too, was an absolute smash. 75 fancy points of low ownership. And Kamingo was also in some foul trouble. Uh, but he ended up having a really, really good game, too. So, yeah, all in all, it was a good night. 4 ups night for me. But it could have been much, much bigger if uh, we didn't have the foul trouble injury for Gary Payton. Or just a normal game from Jonas Valanciunas there. Um, going over the winning lineup, this is in the Rainmaker. $3,000 entry. So, Dinwiddie, no surprise. Poole, Butler, Kuzma, Giannis. Moody, Kaminga, JTA. So, you know, pretty chalky lineup. A lot of Warriors, Jimmy, Kuzma, Giannis' spend-ups. And, yeah, that was the winning lineup. Again, no surprise at any of this ownership. Pool, 82%. Moses Moody, a little bit tilted about it. Um, you know, he got some extra run because of the Gary Payton random foul trouble and uh, an injury. So, a uh, little bit tilted he had that good of a game, but it is what it is. Uh, Kaminga, almost 100% owned. JTA, over 50% owned. Um, so, yeah, guys, that is it for the look back. Hope you guys had a good night. And let's talk about this nine-game slate. So, we'll start off with the Orlando Magic. And every member of the Orlando Magic scored over 60 fancy points tonight. Just Everyone scored just unlimited fancy points. Um, no, but seriously, they they ran a tighter rotation. They ran about a nine-man rotation um, with a couple guys barely playing. So we saw extended run for the main guys. They don't have the stats up. But Cole Anthony, Carter Jr., I think they both finished with like 50-plus fancy points. They both, they both absolutely smashed. Franz Wagner played big minutes too. We saw over 30 minutes of Jalen Suggs. Um, so, you know, the main guys here for Orlando do look good. Cole, Carter Jr., Wagner pod being the, the three best options. I just, I feel like they're going to be a little bit over-owned after, you know, last game. Again, I know the, the game logs haven't updated, but all three of those guys, especially Cole and Wanakar Jr. just went off. Um, so yeah, I've been just in all three of those guys. I just think the ownership might be a little bit inflated. That's the only downside. Mo Bamba, I think, you know, if he stays out of foul troubles, he's mid-20s minutes. Chumo Kiki um, didn't do much tonight, but previous games, he's been playing relatively well. I don't think we have to go there. Gary Harris should see, you know, 25-ish minutes off the bench, but not a super high usage guy. Terrence Ross probably sees about 20 minutes. Again, he's viable in tournaments, but that's really it. Mo Wagner got a little bit of run. Again, they ran a tighter rotation. So um, I think the main guys with Magic do look good here. Moving on to the Pacers. Can one of these main guys come back so I can stop losing money with Karis LeVert? I mean, really, like, I just, God. so still no Sabonis, still no Brogdon, no Turner, no Goga. I'm probably going to lose more money with Karis LeVert tomorrow. Um, he did only shoot 12 times, which was a little bit uh, concerning. Still played 36 minutes, almost had a triple-double. Uh, Magic, not a good defensive team, so I still have interest in Karis LeVert. I don't think the ownership's going to be that high. Now, here's the tricky part with the big. So, Isaiah Jackson's price went up. Last game, I, this is just, I still cannot get over this. Zero fouls in 29 minutes. This guy's been averaging a foul every like three minutes. And he just doesn't pick up a foul in 30 minutes. Now with Isaiah Jackson, again, great point per minute guy. If he can stay out of foul trouble, 
I think he can have a really good game again. But also now his price is, has went up, so there's a little bit more risk with him. Also, we do have O'Shea Brissett most likely coming back, and I would think that he gets some of the backup five run, or maybe they even start. I, I think they continue to start Isaiah Jackson, but we'll see. So, um, yeah, I uh, I do think Brissett should get, you know, 20-ish minutes off the bench or so, and maybe more if Isaiah Jackson does get in some foul trouble. So, like, if you're fading Jackson, maybe you go to a guy like O'Shea Brissett. Um, I guess they could go to Terry Taylor. What I still believe that's a fake person, but he played the backup five, and he uh, had a good game too. So um, I guess it could go to him as the backup five. I'm not sure if it's him or Brissett, but... Yeah, it's tricky with Jackson because I think he's going to be very, very popular. But I also think there's a very good chance he gets in some foul trouble. Um, as far as the secondary options go, I think Duarte at 5.1K looks okay. Should get around 30 minutes from him. He's kind of been disappointing of late. Holiday and Craig should see big minutes, both low usage guys. You know, off the bench, Lance's minutes are all over the place, but he's a good point for a guy. Jeremy Lamb, kind of the same thing. Minutes, some games he's playing 15, some games he's playing close to 30 like he did last game. Uh, another guy that's not a bad point for minute guy, so viable for tournaments. And we've actually seen uh, Dwayne Washington play pretty well over the last couple games um, in a tournament. I think he's playable too. So, you know, outside of Lavert and probably Isaiah Jackson, just guys that you can sprinkle in uh, for tournaments. Moving on to Washington and Philadelphia. So what we know is Brad Beal is going to be out, I think they said at least a week. So it's going to be a lot of Kuzma and a lot of Dinwiddie here. Um, again, both you know, just have massive usage when uh, Brad Beal's off the court. So I like both again here. I think we're not going to get Kuzma that low ownership like we did tonight. Like Kuzma was 28% of my tournament. I think that goes up, um, but I think he looks good. And I think Spencer Dinwiddie looks good too. I don't think he's going to start the game 0 of 32 like he did last game, right? So I think both Dinwiddie and Kuzma look really, really solid here. Now we saw Thomas Bryant go to the locker room. Um, so we'll have to keep an eye on if he's going to be available. If not, I would actually assume they start Gafford, who's been a DNP last couple of games, and then just use Montrez as the backup five. But we'll keep an eye on the starting lineup there uh, with the bigs. As far as the other plays, like KCP is probably the secondary option I feel the best about because of the, the most secure minutes. Um, should play around 30 minutes. The only downside is he's score independent. And then you just have this absolutely gross group of just disgusting value of Denny and Rui and Corey Kispert and Raul Neto. If you want to take some shots in those guys, go for it. But it is it is not fun rostering any of those guys. Moving on to Philadelphia. Joel Embiid. Well, the price is up to 12K. But he's been playing out of his mind. Um, should play mid-30s minutes. And I'm not afraid of anyone that Washington throws on him. If Bryant plays, not afraid of him. Not afraid of Gafford. Not afraid of Harrell. So, uh, yeah. Joel Embiid in a really, really good spot. Now, Tobias, Maxi, these guys are priced up from when Bede was out, now even being back. So I'm not really looking to either Tobias or Maxi. Also, Drummond's price went way up from when Bede missed. So not a ton for the secondary plays. I guess uh, I guess Seth Curry at 5-3, probably the guy out of the most interest in. Should see, you know, mid-30s minutes. He is scoring dependent, but he does have upside. And then, like, Thibel and Niang and Danny Green should see some run, but... I don't know if we have to go to any of those guys. Charlotte and Boston. So Gordon Hayward is still out. Kelly Oubre is expected to be back. So that's one more body in the rotation. Um, so we do have guys like LaMelo kind of priced up to 9-5. Charlotte's always a tricky team. So you never know exactly where the production is going to come from. Like most likely if this game stays close, you're probably going to see at least one of these Hornets, you know, main guys have a good game. But 
it's always hard to try to predict who it's going to be. Uh, so, like, with Lamella, with Bridges, with Ogier, I think they're all in play, but maybe more for tournaments for me. Ubre at 5-4, most likely comes off the bench, so, again, more of a tournament play. Plumley and Pichu Washington are kind of priced up. They're both secondary plays. Cody Martin's been playing big minutes. I would assume he continues to start, but he's been very, very disappointing. So, and I'm not, like, maybe Ishmith stays in this rotation, um, but I don't think I want to gamble on that. On the Boston side, so basically a fully healthy team. This is a really good matchup, but... No, none of like the prices stand out. Like Tatum at 10 6 definitely feels a little bit overpriced, even though I really like the matchup. I guess Jalen Brown would probably be my favorite play at 8.7. Uh, last four games 51, 44, 41, and 42 fancy points. And now it's, you know, probably the best possible matchup against the Hornets. You know, the bigs of Robert Williams and Al Horford, they feel priced about right. So, um, yeah, Marcus Smart at 5 4. I guess he's fine, should play. I don't know, low 30s minutes, but um, nothing that really stands out. Memphis and New York. So the big news is Steven Adams is questionable. Um, we'll keep on the starting lineup, whether or not, like if Jaron Jackson moves to the five, I'm going to like him a lot. Um, they can also throw Brandon Clark in the starting lineup if Adams is out. So we'll have to see. They can do a couple different things. Uh, but at the top, we have John Morant, 10-5. The Knicks just play at a snail's pace. So I think Jaws actually more of a contrarian play. Desmond Bain had a really good game last game, but... Kind of feels like chasing. Also, the price is up, and it's a terrible matchup. Um, again, with Jaron Jackson, if Adams is in, he doesn't really stand out. If Adams is out when he starts the five, the upside goes way up. But the guy's also always in foul trouble, right? So you got to factor that in. Um, secondary plays, I don't know if there's anyone that really stands out here. Like Melton's minutes went way down. Slow-Mo's minutes went down. Uh, we did see like pretty big minutes for Zaire Williams. So he's such a low-usage guy that I never get excited about low-usage guys that play these big minutes. Kind of like a... A Stanley Johnson-esque. Uh, Tyus Jones at 3-4. Probably sees, I don't know, 15-ish minutes off the, against, off the bench. I guess he's an okay GPP play. On the next side, it's just, this team is just so annoying. Randall probably sees mid-30s minutes. He's been really disappointing. If you want to go to him as a contrarian play, fine. Barrett's been the best player over the last three weeks. He had an awful game last game. Still has upside. Uh, Burks at 5-5. Five, five. Feels a little bit pricey. Evan Fournier started the game like 10 of 10. Uh, still somehow only finished with 26 fancy points. But he's a guy that does have upside being knocked down of shots. Mr. Robinson been playing well, but feels priced about right. Kemba Walker, 4-6. The price is down, but also the minutes are not secure. You just don't, right? They're going to go the hot hand. So, like, I just, I don't like targeting teams like the Knicks. At least for single entry. It's, re it's really hard for single entry players to feel good about a Knicks team when they're, like, almost fully healthy. Because... They just go with the hot hands. You never, like, never really know who's going to close games. Like, I would say a majority of the time, like, Randall and Barrett are closing. But there's still been games where they haven't closed with Randall or they haven't closed with Barrett. So, this team is just so frustrating. They're all just tournament plays. Cleveland and Houston. So, um, the two bigs, Jared Allen and Evan Mobley, I guess, are just going to score 35 fancy points every game for the rest of the season. Just lock it in. 35 every single night. No uh, fluctuation of that. 35 for Allen, 35 for Evan Mobley. Move on, right? They just don't score. They just score mid-30s fancy points almost every single game. Um, so it is a really good matchup, but they're more secondary plays. Now, Kevin Love, this is the tricky one because he's the best point for a guy of that bunch. But also his minutes have been fluctuating. 24, then 27, then only 19 against Detroit. And then 33 against the Pelicans where he absolutely smashed. So, like, 
if Kevin Love, if I knew he's going to play 30 minutes tomorrow, I would 100% play him. I just don't know what the Mets are going to be like. So this is a really tricky one. Um, I think he's more of a tournament play because I'm not, you know, necessarily convinced he's going to play 30 minutes a night. Now, what we did see last game was Chetty Osmond started the point and played huge Mets, played 38 minutes. I played him a low ownership. As you can see, he had a great shooting night, right? Three of 16. Couldn't miss. Uh, but no, assuming he continues to start, I think he's a good play. He had 12 assists last game. So, um, and it's a good matchup. So I like Chetty if he starts at the point. Isaac Okoro is a low usage guy that should see big minutes, but I'd rather go to Chetty. Um, Rondo surprisingly only played 18 minutes. Um, they actually dusted off Brandon Goodwin, and he played 27 minutes. So that's a little bit concerning for Rondo. Um, you saw Dean Wade uh, minutes go down, which they should be. He should never be playing minutes on an NBA roster. Um, so, yeah, keep it on the starting lineup. But I think if Chetty starts at the point, uh, he's probably the guy I like the best. On the Houston side, so tough matchup here. Uh, Christian Wood, 8-9. You can go to him for tournaments, but... I do not like the, the matchup at all. Kevin Porter Jr., we got news before the game that he may be on a minutes limit. No, he's not on a minutes limit. He may be. Maybe. Might be. Might not. Who knows? Maybe. I, I just don't get that quote from Steven Silent. He's either on a minutes limit or not. How is he maybe on a minutes limit? It is a revenge game narrative if you're into that. But again, matchup is awful. I don't think I'm going to touch the Valley for Houston. OKC and Dallas. So uh, still no shade. Josh Giddy had one of the worst first halves ever, but bounced back in the second half to salvage one for 36 fancy points. I still think he's a solid play, even this price. I think ownership drops after last game. Um, so yeah, I do still have interest in Giddy. Again, he's going to run the show here. Lou Dort at 6'5". Had a, a solid game, but his price is up to a point where I'd rather go to Giddy at a similar price. And then it's kind of just all tournament placers. Darius Baisley does have upside. Still not, you know, uh, minutes not secure. This gross group of like Trey Mann, Williams, uh, Wiggins, Ty Jerome, I guess are all playable values. But again, minutes are not secure. We do have JRE back. It's going to be that disgusting three-headed monster of him, Mike Muscala, and Derek Favors. So um, outside of Giddy and Dort, not much I feel super confident in. Moving on to Dallas. So, no Porzingis. I mean, Luka Doncic, I think, looks very safe. As long as this game stays competitive, we're getting the Luka Doncic of old right now. He is really starting to turn a corner and play well. Um, you know, last uh, four of the last five games, 72, 56, 64, and 71 fancy points. So um, I do like Luka there at the top. I think Brunson's going to be the number two in offense. He had a bad game last game, uh, but I think he's a relatively safe play at that price. And then the value is, is there's a couple guys that are interesting here. So Dorian Finney-Smith, should play big, big minutes. Not a great point for a minute guy, but relatively safe for the minutes. Uh, Kleba and Dwight Powell probably, you know, I would assume we get around 30 minutes from Kleba, which makes him a fair value play. The only downside is he's the only center eligible. Dwight uh, Powell probably sees low low 20s minutes. I guess he's playable at 3-2. Reggie Bullock at 3-9 has played well last three games. So he's fine. I just, I think box girl, like, I think he might be more popular than he should be for tomorrow. Um, he he can really kill you, right? He, this guy really does have a low floor. So yeah, he's had 24, 31, and 25 fancy points last three games. Sure, played well. But this guy has a very, very low floor. And the last guy I'll mention here is Marquise Chris, who played the backup five. Now, he's the best point from a guy of the, of the three bigs. 
Um, and he played 19 minutes. So if we're going to get, you know, 15 to 20 minutes off the bench for Chris at the flat min price, I do like him because he's a guy that can really stuff the stat sheet. So, um, yeah, I think he's a pretty solid play at the flat min price. Brooklyn and Sacramento. So, um, once again, Harden, Kyrie, I think both look pretty decent. I think I would lean uh, Harden now, 11-2, as opposed to Kyrie at 10-1. Patty Mills feels too pricey at 5-8. Uh, Claxton got in massive foul trouble uh, today, at least in the first half. But I would assume he starts and probably plays over 20 minutes in this one, which makes him a fair value play. We've seen Dayron Sharp out of the rotation. Castle Edwards should play around 30 minutes, but a low usage guy. And then value options. So I play James Johnson in the showdown site. He picked up three fouls in five minutes. But um, I think in this one, if he stays out of foul trouble, probably plays, you know, low to mid-20s minutes. Um, you know, Blake Griffin played the back of five at 3.4K. I actually think he's playable. It's really gross because he's an ap- he's absolute dust. But um, I do think if he's going to play the back of five, you can look, look to him with no Aldridge. And then, like, I guess you can take a shot on, like, Cam Thomas or Bembry. But as you know, like, you just you cannot trust the, the bench rotation for Brooklyn. Moving on to Sacramento, so... Kind of open Deer and Fox and come back so I can just stop with Halliburton. But um, yeah, Fox is out. Halliburton does get a pretty big boost. Should play big, big minutes and will be, you know, the highest usage guy uh, there in offense. Um, and then Devon Mitchell would start and probably play about 30 minutes. So those two get the biggest bump if Fox is out. If Fox is in, I'm probably going to stay away from the guards. Barnes feels priced about right. I mean, Buddy Heald's 5'3". Like, his minutes kind of fluctuate. He does have a ceiling, but also a low floor. Rashawn Holmes probably your safest bet i think we get you know 25 to 30 minutes from him um in a decent spot but it's probably it like they started uh the absolute dust of mo harkless last game uh instead of uh metu goat so um if they start uh, harkless again then it's gonna be hard to feel good about metu um, i think metu just more of a tournament play all right denver and utah so nicole Jokic. If you played Jokic tonight, you got insanely unlucky because he was absolutely smashing random blowout. Now we have Utah with no Gobert, possibly no Whiteside. Jokic might be matched up against Yodoke Azabuki or an undersized Eric Pascal. So I think Jokic looks really, really good there at the top. Gordon, Barton, both fine secondary plays. We'll probably lean Barton over Gordon. Morris feels priced about right. You have gross value and guys like Jeff Green and Austin Rivers will play big minutes. Neither are going to be productive. Um, you know, Zeke Naji, Jamichael Green probably get some backup five run of that buggy, but I just don't think I want to go there. On the Utah side, so still no Gobert, still no Mitchell. Ingles, unfortunately, out for the year. No house. And now we possibly have no white side. So this is a thin team. Uh, could be very thin in the front court if white side is out. So like, the guards are like the the guys that are going to lead the offense are going to be Conley, Clarkson, McDonavich. The only issue is the price feels right in like all those guys. So they're all more secondary plays. Now, with Ingles out, I would assume we get more Rudy Gay run. He's been playing like mid to high teens uh, uh, minutes off the bench, but I would assume he gets a little bit more run. So uh, kind of like Rudy Gay there, 4 or 5. Royce O'Neal might get some more run too, but he's not the best point per minute guy, uh, but is relatively cheap. And then as I said, if there's no white side, I would guess it's Azubuki that starts. Um, so keep an eye on that. They could also go to an undersized Eric Pascal at the five as well. So those two probably play the five. I guess, I mean, they do have um, they do have Royce O'Neal that could use as a small ball five. But yeah, things are going to get interesting if white side can't go. Now, white side, if he does play, 
Sure, he can go to him in tournaments. He's kind of been disappointing since moving in the starting lineup. He had the one big game there against Detroit, but other than that, he's been a little bit of a letdown. Um, so we'll keep an eye on that news. And finally, Portland and the Lakers. So CJ McCollum, 8.1K, really like the matchup for him. Should play big minutes. So I think he's a solid option. You know, production's been a little bit uh, disappointing, I guess. 37, 38, 41, 34 minutes. But I do like the matchup for him. Nurkic has been a little bit disappointing too last couple of games, but this is a bigger Lakers front court. So I don't think they can go small and not close the Nurkic. So I think he makes a pretty decent play there at 8K. Anthony Simons' prices come down against him and CJ kind of leading this offense. He had a letdown game last game, but again, the price did drop. Powell's going to play big minutes, but also kind of score independent. So he's more of his secondary play. Robert Covington should see low to mid 30s minutes. Not a very good point for a guy, but it's also relatively cheap. Um, and that's probably it. Like if Watford misses, I would assume Covington plays the backup five. I don't think I get to any of the value though for Portland and moving on to the Lakers. So LeBron's going to be out for a little bit. Um, he's doubtful again. Do not expect him to play. Anthony Davis at 10-2 is probably the spot up and feel the best spot here for the Lakers. Should play big, big minutes. And I really like the matchup for him. So I do like AD at 10-2. Westbrook, I mean, this guy, he has just been not good this year, but this is a good matchup, and um, there's no LeBron James, most likely. So I do think he's in play. I just think I feel a little bit better about AD. Malik Monk, a 5-3. I mean, he's had a really good season for the Lakers. Assuming he continues to start, I think he's a solid play. Now, last game was definitely an outlier going for 57 fancy points, but um, I do think he probably plays about 30 minutes, so he looks good. And then probably not going to get to anyone else. Like, Mello feels a little bit pricey. THT's minutes are down. Stanley Johnson, again, low usage guy that will play big minutes, but like, I don't think it's necessary to go there. We'll see some minutes for like Reeves and Bradley, but they're very score independent. So I think that is really it for the Lakers, guys. I think that's going to do it for the video as well. So if you haven't enjoyed the content, again, make sure to hit that like button, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. We greatly, greatly appreciate that, guys. Um, and look out for more content for NBA Top Shot and for prize picks. So thanks again, guys. Have a great one, and I will see you all in the next video.